All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. Of course, subscribe to the channel. I'm here with Tim Thomas. We're here to talk about the 8-8, 0-4 Ole Miss men's basketball team. They do have Georgia coming into the building um, this weekend. Tim, it, it feels like Every game is just one game. Um, you know, I got a little bit under the weather and I fell asleep and then I, I looked up and I saw what had happened in the course of the game and it looked like like midway through the second half, just like the Mississippi State game. There was a little bit of a lull. Auburn went on a run and Ole Miss had no way to fight back. Am I, how crazy am I there? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Ole Miss really started out good. They started out strong. Uh, the guys were taken to the hole. They were... Even hit a few threes. I was thinking, hey, hey, we got a new game here. And playing at home, you know, it's like that a lot of times. Playing at home is so much easier. You're familiar with all the surroundings and you got your own crowd. And uh, But uh, in the second half, uh, all of a sudden, they just kind of stopped. It was almost like they turned the water off. They just quit being aggressive. They stopped playing great defense. And Wendell Green, the super guard Albert has, and the guy inside, Broom, they, them guys just took over, and we didn't have anybody to guard them and to stop them. Yeah, and it it's gotten to the point where you can see what Kermit's plan was at the beginning of the season. You take a Deshaun Ruffin, you match him with a Matthew Morrell, and you get a bunch of piano carriers like we're told, and they come in here and do all the dirty work for them. Well, obviously Kermit, he, he misjudged how well Deshaun Ruffin was. He, he's not where he normally is at the moment. And because of that, Ole Miss has a little bit of a point guard issue, right? Yeah, just talk about Wendell Green, uh, mm. just comparing uh, apples to apples. I guess it's, it's not true. Those guys are really good. You know, Deshaun and Abram and Caldwell, they really try hard. They really, I think they're, uh, they got their heads on straight. They're really trying to do their best. But you got someone like Wendell Green that comes in and they cannot guard. They, you know, we talk about, Defensive, they're a liability, all three guys. They cannot guard a guy like Wendell Green. He just took it NBA moves here, there, anywhere he wanted to go. He scored 24 or 26. He uh, just took over. Then when he couldn't score, if he was covered up, he'd get into Broom, and we didn't have nobody to stop him. And if he was covered up, he'd throw it out to Flanagan, and I think he knocked in a two or three threes. So those guys, as we said a minute ago before we started, they got at least three guys, probably more, that are NBA-type guys. And we were talking, hey, okay, Ole Miss players, how many on Ole Miss, this team, could play for Alabama, Tennessee, even Auburn? Maybe Morrell, maybe uh, maybe another or two if we're playing well. But that, that's, a, that's a talent issue. That's Their players are better than our players. And right now it's showing up really bad. Now, if you play as a team, a lot of times you can hide a lot of that. You, you know, this guy does this well and roll. This guy plays this role. This guy defensive role like uh, Miles Burns and this guy inside block shots like Akube. And then you got the guards out there taking turns, hitting threes and driving to the hole and dishing out. But a lot of that ain't happened for a period of, of the whole game. We did it real well for a good half. We were ahead, I think, by one at half. And we did pretty good for the first few minutes of the second half. And it seemed like we just uh, just couldn't couldn't get it done. Now, tell me if I'm crazy here, because um, I mean, you played for Bob Weltlet, who is a disciple, I believe, of Bobby Knight, who 
really brought in the motion offense, and that just dominated like the 70s and the 80s, and that's how college basketball was played for just the longest time. Free-flowing, the team going back and forth, and now the college basketball, they've NBAized it to where there's basically isolation plays where they try to get two-on-twos and one-on-ones and clear-outs and things like that, and because of that, when you try to play the game that the superiorly talented teams are playing, you're in a, a severe disadvantage. Is the only way out of this to, is to do something like you guys did? Is just five players get everything you can, lots of movement, lots of motion, and try and score and win the game that way? A lot of good points there. Uh, back in our day, defense was king, and and today it is to a certain extent. But you got to be able to score. Hmm. We didn't score as many back then. These days, with the way the offense is run, like run and gun in football, you got to you got to be able to score points. And we got a couple of guys at times, as we talked about. But when you play in other teams that have three to four guys that can score anywhere, underneath, out three, twelve footers. It's really hard for a team like Ole Miss right now. Their talent level is not up to like, as we talked about, Alabama and Tennessee. So what you got to do is play as a team. As you mentioned, you got to really pass the ball around. And the motion offense is really good. But usually these days they're trying to find a certain guy like Morrell mm-hmm. or maybe even one to get it inside a couple of times. There, there, there's a there's a, <laughs> a reason for this madness. You know, there, there's a reason to get the ball to certain people. And right now, Morrell's not coming through. Yet last night, he hit a couple threes, but he finally just decided, and I'm sure Kerbin helped him decide, to take to the ball at the hole, and he did fine. He ended up with 24, I believe. He did really well, take the hole, got a lot of fouls, got a lot of free throws. So he did well, but everybody else did not. Yeah, and if you look at the schedule right now, I think we have like um, Georgia this weekend, South Carolina's coming up, although they just won at Rupp, so who knows? They're like net 240 a team winning in Rupp Arena. I I don't know what to do with that at the moment. Um, But the schedule theoretically should ease up because you had Tennessee, Alabama, at Mississippi State, Auburn, bam, 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 right in a row. Ole Miss has to start stringing some wins and stacking wins together. This season has the potential to get away from Kermit. Am I, am I crazy there? No, you're definitely right. We, we got to get Georgia this Saturday. I mean, it's a must win. You talk about a must win. And then we go to South Carolina. I'm saying it's a must win. Uh, then you go to Arkansas. Missouri is at home. Uh, then you go out to Oklahoma State for the big uh, 12 challenge, SEC challenge. So I'm not sure how their team is. I hadn't kept up with them. But we got to win at least two of these, really. Two out of four to really um, say we got a chance to make anything of this season. If we win one, it's going to be tough. We don't need at all. Uh, Keith Carter is going to get involved. Yeah, and it's getting to the point. You really hate to have this conversation because what is it, January 12th when this episode airs? You're just like – can't will Kermit make it to February? Will Kermit make it to March? And it, it's the way I describe it is like these games in them in and of themselves don't they're not make it or break games. But whenever you start adding them up and one stacks on top of the other, eventually the weight just becomes too much to lift and the decision just gets out of your hands. 
It's really tough to see. Uh, I love Kermit to death. I think he's he started off his tenure here really good. They had some really good seasons, and they had a COVID year. And then last year was a lot of people got hurt. But this year, everybody's back pretty much. Everybody's pretty well healed up. Ruffin may be not quite there. But this is this is do or die. We understand that Keith Carter said NCAA tournament or else. That's why I understood it. Now, he might have softened up a little bit on that, but that's what I understood. The girls' team is doing really well, if you noticed, and, and they're definitely looking like they're going to NCAA tournament. But this men's team, right now, we're at a standstill. So we got to, we got to get ready for Georgia this weekend. we got to, got to get that win. We need to go to South Carolina because they're not that great either. They did beat Kentucky, but we found out they're not that great this year either. They, some of the things we've been talking about, uh, people in Lexington are talking about with, with the coach there. So a lot of these same issues, toughness, uh, a lot of these not shooting, sh- hitting shots, uh, a lot of these same things we went over the last few weeks, they're, they're talking about that very strongly in Lexington. Yeah, I think what we're realizing and finding out is, honestly, the SEC isn't as deep as we thought it was. Um, Arkansas, without that big score, their big-name player, I think they're 1-3 in the conference right now. They got boat raced by Auburn at Auburn. Um, so if he's not in there, Ole Miss can p- potentially get that one. South Carolina's not a very good team, but they beat Kentucky. Um, LSU is up and down. There's several teams that's okay. You have three or four of them that are you know good. And then it's just like Missouri, maybe Mississippi State. And just a bunch of dudes. I mean, that's that's the way it sits right now. I think. Bama is number one in my opinion. They they have outplayed everyone. Uh, they beat Houston, who was rated number one. Now they beat them at Houston, which is that's that's not thought of. That's just hard to do. You go to someone's place and they're that good as they are. They've won several other games. I won't quote them all, but Bama's really good. As we talked about, Tennessee is pretty good. Auburn is good as we saw last night. Some of these other teams, we have a chance to beat them at home. Hmm. It's going to be really hard to beat anybody with the team that we have, just being honest, away from home. But at home, the rest of this 14 more games we got in the SEC, we have got to at least win half of those. And if we can sneak an upset here, upset there at some of these lower echelon teams, then maybe we can get back in the picture. But if we if not, it's going to be a troubled year, and, and Kermit, his job will be looked at uh, closely. What's the name of the player at Alabama? Is that Brandon Wilson? Uh, Miller. Brent Miller? Really super, yeah. Yeah, um, I was talking to somebody from, um, believe it or not, Auburn today, and he said the difference between him and Jabari Smith is he is more selfish in all the good ways than Jabari Smith. The things that Bruce Pearl desperately wanted Jabari to do last year Brandon does it this year, and that it's like number one overall is where he is trending. There's 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 not many out there like him. A lot of people are uh, comparing him to Kevin Durant. Yeah, uh, Kevin Durant's probably one of the better players in the NBA now, or certainly was and still is to a certain extent. So if you if you're compared to Kevin Durant, you're a super player. He is, and there's a few great players around. Like we talked about, Auburn has that broom guy inside. He transferred in. He's really good. Wendell Green, uh, Alabama has several guys other than Miller. Uh, Tennessee has two or three guys. So it's a good, solid league. But like you said, Bama's number one. A couple other guys kind of lingering there. And then the rest of the, uh, less of the ones here, last eight or so, it could go either way any night. 
you better win at home and you need to sneak in a few upsets along the way to have a chance. Yeah, if, if you're looking for an Ole Miss surprise that Ole Miss could jump up and get, honestly, that's turned into the Kentucky game, right? Because they're, they're just falling apart. Could be, yeah. He's going to have to turn that around or they're going to be talking to him. Uh, there's 23, 24,000 there every night. I don't care who they play. Sisters yeah. of the Poor, they're, they're 24,000 there. Now, at Ole Miss, I think they said we had 59 there last night, 5,900. I don't know if that's true or not. I saw some of the fans. So that's another issue. When the crowd stops coming, if they do, that's, that's something that's going to uh, cause problems in the long run for Kermit. But hopefully the crowds keep coming. I encourage everyone to. I encourage everyone to stay behind him, stay behind this team, and let's try to make it through this bad spot. And hopefully if we can beat Georgia this Saturday and maybe upset there at South Carolina and then and make our way through these other games and, and win some of these. Yeah, it's, it's about stacking wins. Just get the first one, and then you just try and stack them and get as many as you can get. Because at home, they've played well. The Tennessee game, they honestly had that one little drought, and they got away from them. Same thing happened down in Starkville. They had a chance to get that one. They just, they just went into a shot desert and would not score the basketball. So, so they're going to put it together against somebody. I don't know who, but they're going to get somebody this year. Yeah, last night in Kermit's post-game interview, he just said all we can do is keep working. He was getting this question and that question and this question. Never one of them, he was getting hotter and, and madder, I could tell. But, you know, what do you do? They, they're reporters. That's their job. you got to do your job. So he finally ended up to say, we just got to keep working, guys. We've got to keep working. That's what we're going to do. The guys that want to play hard, the ones that want to do what's right, they, they're going to give it all they got. They're going to rebound. They're going to get loose balls. They're, that's the guys that's going to play. And we're going to try to get some guys to make some shots. They asked Keith Carter in his interview on 24-7, what, what does the basketball team need to do? He said, mm, that's, not really, that's not really hard. Make shots. They got to make shots. You know I have my little theory about that, and I'm not going to go any further with it. But they have got to make shots, and more than morale. They, a couple of these other guys have got to step up and make some shots. He cannot pull the whole team by himself. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It's everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. That's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tim, thank you very much for stopping by. We're going to keep doing this, talking about um, Ole Miss men's basketball every week. Hopefully, they will give us something to um, crow about and be happy about in the near future. Yeah, let's go get these dogs this Saturday, the basketball dogs. I know we ain't going to handle the football dogs, but let's get the uh, basketball dogs this Saturday, and let's get a streak going. Yeah, the funny thing is, um, you they put a schedule up on there of Georgia's football schedule next year, and they're like, what is this? And you, talk, I guess talking about how easy it is. And you look on it and you see that they play at Tennessee right after Ole Miss. And I was like, best case scenario for Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Anything can happen in any game. You know, we could get started here. We can get a hot spot. A couple of these younger guys, you know, mature a little bit and start playing. I saw Ewing last night. He played better. And uh, Kuba played better. So, several guys were kind of just waiting to, to bust out. And, and hopefully they will this, uh, this Saturday against Georgia. I hope so. Yeah, the, whatever has to happen, they need to figure out a way to get some confidence in these kids because these kids, when they're confident, they're okay. But whenever they're not, they are fragile. They're a fragile team right now. 
Yeah, uh, Morrell is still fragile also. It, no mm -hmm. one on the team is shooting it with confidence. And uh, hopefully that will happen this Saturday. All right. Tim, thank you very much for stopping by. We'll check in with you next week, man. All right. Thank you, Stephen. God All bless. Right, All right, God bless.